Welcome to Sacred Odyssey, everybody. This is episode 12. Tuning in. This is Talon. I am here with Peyton, my co-host. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. We got a beautiful topic today that we're going to go over. One that is uh, beautiful. A beautiful conversation. A beautiful conversation. We're going to have right now. So today we are going to be talking about oneness. And more importantly, oneness in the whole sense of the collective, of the world, of becoming one, of unity, of connection, of community, and of remembering kind of who we are to be able to become one. Remembering. That's, so Talon and I had a, like a little insight. What was it, like a week ago? Mm-hmm. week and a half ago? Yeah. Um, in, this, in this topic, in spirituality and you know, when, when you hear everybody talk about the spiritual realm, there's a lot of people who who say, remember, remember who you are, remember your past lives or whatever, you know, there's a lot of emphasis, emphasis on remembering. Yeah. But while we were talking about it, when you simply break up the word remember into re-member. Yeah, re-member. It adds a whole new perspective on it. So do you want to dive into like kind of your epiphany on that? Yeah, I mean it's very it's the it's the antonym of the word dismember, right? If you dismember a body, what do you do when you dismember a body? You literally cut off the limbs and you you sever them, you separate them from the body. What we need to understand is that as humanity, as a consciousness, we are one body. Mm-hmm. We're all connected. We're like one giant organism just like the human body and everyone has a different role within the human body of the heart, the lungs, you have the veins, the arteries, the cells, and they all perform a specific function as a whole in order. So the whole body can operate. It's, it's synarchy. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's fluid. It's nature. And just like that humanity, we are a giant organism. Mm-hmm. And so we're part of one whole. And so what remember means is actually not, It's not knowledge. It's not intellectual. It's not remembering past memories or information, but you're literally remembering back to the whole. You're remembering yourself. You're attaching yourself back to the whole organism. And as we remember, in other words, come back together as one, back to the source, that's when we start to see massive shifts. And there's the quote that says, you know, the one became two just for the joy of becoming one again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point in in humanity where we're at right now. Like we've faced so much separation, so much division in the world right now, but there's beauty in it. If Mm -hmm. you can find the gift in the shadows, the gift is that it's making us aware that because we are separated, we now have the beautiful experience of being able to come back together again. And that feeling for me personally is exhilarating. Yeah. Let's take a step back before we dive in and kind of clarify what we mean by everybody is operating from the same source, same consciousness. So this is theory, but I feel like this is just truth. This is my theory that what, what we believe this is kind of, you know, uh, uh, an understanding that everybody kind of has. It's like we all come from the same place. We all come from the same source, the same consciousness, God, heaven, whatever, whatever you want to call it. We all come from the same place for a similar purpose. The same purpose, but not expressed in different ways. Expressed in different ways. 
And so when we, when we, when we say remembering or trying to get back to the one or back to source or whatever, it's remembering that we all operate from that same, same space, meaning that we're all one consciousness, one being, one source, just like you said, expressed in, in individual perspectives. Yeah. So with this topic of remembering, it's not necessarily like Talon said, remembering or putting knowledge, like gaining knowledge and putting it onto you. It's just remembering that truth mm-hmm. of that we all are one. In any religious sense, they say the same thing. In spiritual sense, they say the same thing. It's like a, an understanding that I think more people are catching on to. Yeah. Now, you know? And the knowing that we never were separated to begin with separation is the illusion right you can you can't actually separate from yourself it's impossible and if people have a hard time understanding this concept it's no different than like a a prism you know if you get like like a little pyramid prison prism and you shoot light through it it then fractalizes into the rainbow into Mm -hmm. several different colors so different expressions of color of different wavelengths of light but it's all the same source of light Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. But if you look at red, you're like, that's not yellow. They're two separate things. And it's like, well, the same thing with hot water and cold water. Are they the same thing? Or are they different? It's both water. Mm-hmm. It's just different degrees. So that's what we are as human beings at the source. It's we're the same consciousness. We're the same thing, the same mind, but expressed in so many different ways which is what makes life beautiful because when you look at someone that's unique and individual and different from you, it's really just a mere reflection. Mm -hmm. And so you get to experience life more fully, but from several different perspectives and angles through other people, because you're all one, you're all connected. It's the same thing. Over the past few months, I've really made an effort to understand that. Like that when I look at anybody, if I like them, if I don't like them, if I know them, if I don't, if I think they're weird, if I don't, whatever. It's like when you, when you start to understand that they are you in a, in the bigger picture, yeah, like you appreciate every aspect of them mm-hmm. and like you, you see the beauty in them and you want to like give them love. And like, that's, that's the whole purpose of, of trying to remember is like, to send love to everybody because they are you. Yeah. You know? And it's it's just a beautiful way to to look at life. Yeah. And look at people. Cause it's, you know, that that's one of the big things that we focus on is like community and people and building those relationships and and healing people and helping. And it's like because you're helping yourself. Yeah. You know, not not, not just like a Peyton helping Peyton, but like me helping me in its entirety, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a very, it's a very practical belief that has a lot of utility. Mm-hmm. So if, if someone doesn't agree with this belief system, you know, when it comes down to beliefs, like beliefs create our life, they are the grid work for which we create our whole entire lives. So your beliefs create your reality. And so rather than thinking of beliefs as truth, you got to think of beliefs as decisions, as choices. That's all beliefs are. You believe them because it's a decision. You decide to believe in something and in believing that it then becomes true, confirmation Mm -hmm. bias. And so you always want to look at when it comes to beliefs, do my beliefs empower me or do they disempower me? And when I look at the belief of we are all one, 
we're all connected. We're all the same. For me, that's a very empowering belief. That's, because the, that's the most powerful belief. It's so powerful because I'm now going to treat my neighbor and my stranger as myself because mm-hmm. I believe they are me. And if I inflict harm upon them, I'm inflicting harm upon myself. And this is very, this is very actually potent when you're doing plant medicine. You feel this. You, you actually physically feel the connection to other people. You feel the energy. You can think thoughts that they can think. You're telepathic. Like these things are real when you dive into plant medicine. And for the people who haven't, it sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but when, when you when you experience it, it's it's something else. And there's like yeah. Stories that you can't tell, but you can only feel. Yeah. And, you know, with this whole topic of, of remembering and becoming one again, which I believe is like the purpose of, of life, at least a part of it, you know, in the, in the macro. If you want to become one and understand everybody else and become everybody else, you have to understand and become the greatest version of you first. Yeah. Or at least become aware of mm-hmm. who you are. Because if you don't understand yourself, it's going to be a lot harder for everybody else to understand your life. Totally. Because you can't express your authentic mm-hmm. uh, authentic version of yourself if you don't know what that is. Yeah. Right? So we kind of want to go, we kind of wanted to go over a few topics to almost help paint a clearer picture, at least into our perspective of, of what this means. Yeah. And that's the first one is understanding yourself allows you to understand everybody else and this, this idea of that we are all one yeah right it's self-awareness and we go into that a lot we talk about this that's a a huge thing in, in our in our topics our everyday conversations it's self-awareness is like the ultimate what's the word for it ultimate like key that if you can tap into it, it, it accelerates everything else yeah. and advances everything else and self-awareness is like the foundation to grow upon yeah right well, yeah, and, and things grow from the inside out. We've talked about this last time, how everything is within you. It all, as within, so without. Mm-hmm. So everything starts first internally, and then it's expressed externally. And so that internal part is everything. That self-awareness, that getting to know yourself will create the container through which you live life. And you can talk a little bit more about this, but that's one of the insights that you had is that your your self-awareness is what creates your limitations. Mm-hmm. In other words, your level of growth and expansion is equal to your depth of self-awareness. Yep. Right? It's yeah. it's a It's a... It, what's the word I'm looking for? Exclusive relationship? Inclusive? So. Something <laughs> like that. It's a relationship where they're connected. And so it's synonymous one with the other. So as we deepen our self-awareness and get to know ourselves more at the same time, you also shatter the ceilings of what you thought was possible because exactly. the deeper you go, you realize that awareness actually can't be contained you are pure awareness that's mm-hmm. all you are you're you're ever expanding consciousness that is everything everywhere all at the same time we've all sat down you know in our lives and just like ask ourselves like what is this like how am i here perceiving this reality like what what is the source of it what where did i come from like where what is, what is this experience that I'm experiencing? And, you know, that was a question that I had, I had a hard time answering. I still can't answer it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. 
I have an idea and I like to like think that I have some of it figured out for me at least. But when you dive into that thought and just like, who am I? What am I doing here? Like, who am I type of thing? That's, that's diving into your self-awareness and understanding and learning all about yourself and becoming friends with yourself and like understanding the, the depths of yourself that you didn't even know existed before. And that doing that, like you said, gets rid of those limitations and it helps mm. you to allow yourself to believe that there is no limitations in anything, not just within yourself, like your beliefs, the love that you have for yourself, but what you can do in the world as well. If you feel unlimited by understanding that you are unlimited through like that self-awareness practice, then you can do anything because you are unlimited. You know, you can, you can become anything, be anything. And we watched a really great documentary last night about Tony Robbins. And he shows this perfectly Mm -hmm. of just like the, he breaks ceilings of the human potential. Yeah. You know, and like what is possible. And I think that's one of the big things that he talks about is like, he really, really knows himself and what he's capable of. Yeah. And you have to, because it, there's, there's a little bit of irony in it in a world full of influencers and social media. And the irony is that you, you can't influence the world until you can first influence yourself. Mm-hmm. And that includes influencing your emotions, influencing your state of being, influencing your thoughts. It basically doing state changes like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't feel good. I'm in control. I'm going to shift that. And by influencing your own biochemistry, because you know yourself so well and you know your body and you know your mind, you're then able to basically maximize that at scale and influence others. And so I see so many people in the world and I've been in the same spot too, where it's like, you want to just serve. You mm-hmm. want to make a difference. You want to change the world. <laughs> but a lot of people will will start from the outside in and, and try to start and change others. But we both know that to really change the world, you have to change yourself. And 100%. so self-awareness is always the first step. It always is because it starts with you. And it frankly, it ends with you because you are everything. Mm-hmm. But that process of remembering back to the whole of actually physically membering ourselves back to the entire organism starts with knowing ourselves because we are the whole knowing ourselves. And then once we know ourselves, we can express ourselves a hundred percent in the, in the truest yeah, form. Totally. You know, we can express ourselves because we know ourselves, but that takes a lot of vulnerability. It does. You which know, is number two. Exactly. <laughs> that vulnerability I kind of, I kind of saw this like an epiphany that I had. I kind of saw like almost like a, the, a picture version of what vulnerability does from human to human. It's like, we're all closed off in our little boxes to keep us safe because we grew up thinking that was the right way to live, whatever it is. But vulnerability breaks down that wall, kind of clears the fog between you and I, and it allows you to see me. Maybe I can't see you because you still have your walls up. But if I can let down my walls because I'm strong enough, because I know myself, then you can see me. And because you can see me, because I'm vulnerable, you can relate to me. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, connect to me. 
Be- and and that's can- becoming one. And I can connect to you because I start, as you lower your walls and become more vulnerable, I start to see parts of myself within you. Yeah. And so then I start to say, wow, this is really crazy. The more vulnerable we become, the more I realize how similar we actually are and how we bleed the same blood. And that the, the vulnerability is everything. You can't truly connect to others and we can't come back to the whole and we can't achieve unity in the world without vulnerability. It is a precursor. So just to paraphrase, we're, we're going to be going through five steps that can help us to remember, that can help us to connect back to the whole and create more oneness, more unity. Step one was self-awareness and step two is vulnerability. And a big part of that is safety. And I don't think we talk about safety enough because this relates all the way back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if no one's familiar with this, Google it because it's super informative. But Maslow's hierarchy of needs is basically this pyramidal structure of needs, of human needs that need to be met in order for you to be fully fulfilled. And, And they go in order. The very bottom base of the pyramid is base physiological needs. So food, shelter, sex, and and water. Those are like the basic needs. The second tier above that is then safety, both internal and external safety. And then above safety is love and belonging. So what this tells us is that you can't achieve love and belonging. You can't belong yourself to something or feel that love until safety has been met. Mm -hmm. And internally and externally, externally meaning your environment, but internally meaning no matter what you say, no matter what you express and put out, it will be accepted. It, it won't be judged. It will, I shouldn't say accepted because everyone will have their own opinions, mm-hmm. but it will be received with love and you won't feel shamed and guilt for expressing a part of your soul. That is very important, that safety. Have you ever noticed when you want to be vulnerable, whether you want to express something and you don't feel safe like around the people you, you close up more, right? Mm-hmm. You, we all, we've all felt that, right? But it's, it's interesting because at least in my life, every time that I've been the most vulnerable, it's around the people who are vulnerable themselves mm-hmm. because that creates a safe space because vulnerable, vulnerable people are safe. Yeah. And, and we feel that on an energetic level. And, and within this safety, you know, it's, it's good to clarify that vulnerability is strength. There's still strength in vulnerability. So, mm-hmm. and Brittany Brown, I think we've cited her so many <laughs> times, but she makes a very precise distinction of vulnerability and how vulnerability is not throwing up everything private to everybody around you. That's not vulnerability. In fact, vulnerability very much has boundaries and it has safety and it has to because vulnerability is so powerful. So it mm-hmm. has to be received in a place where that vulnerability can then can then blossom and really be able to express itself. But we'll see this more in the future is, is we start to become more vulnerable with our lives, actually start to be, which the root of vulnerability is really honesty. So as we start to be more honest with ourselves and honest with others, we'll start to see that vulnerability increase over time and that it, vulnerability as those walls come down will start to help everybody see that we are the same. Mm-hmm. We're all one humanity. I think we've all felt that in, in, in each other when we've all, we've all had the conversations where, you know, it's a late night conversation. You're just 
driving back at night or sitting somewhere on a couch and you start diving into like a deep conversation with your friends, sometimes with people you just met and it gets really deep and, and people start sharing their personal experiences and stories and traumas and I think of like campfires, like campfires. That's a, yeah, it's yeah. great. We, we've all had that, right? And in that vulnerability, if you think back to those times, you always remember like how safe it was to share your own experiences. Yeah. You hear somebody sharing their trauma and you're like, oh, it gives me space to share mine. Totally. Which goes back to the first point we made, allows you to see each other, yes. allows you to see the sameness within each other. Well, because when you're that vulnerable, let me ask you a question. Then after that moment, after that expression of vulnerability, how connected are you to those people that were there, that were Dude, present? It it creates that like relationship deeper than most friendships, just from a small moment it of does. vulnerability. You can be literally just hours with strangers, but if you go deeply vulnerable to that state, it creates this bond of love that like can't be explained, mm-hmm. which proves that like as we express ourselves more in a vulnerable, safe way and we accept one another, that connection is a, is a natural byproduct of vulnerability. So I want to propo- propose a challenge, <laughs> you know, put, put these uh, podcasts into action and yeah. help people just start little steps to start creating that movement, to build momentum, to really, really change their lives and help them li- their lives in, their, in, in any way yeah. they want there's a conversation that we've all thought about having We're like, man, I need to have that conversation with this one person. Mm. I need to sit this person down and explain how I feel good or bad. I need to do this. There's this one conversation, this one little emotion that I'm feeling that I really need to express. And I haven't ask yourself why you haven't yet dive deep into that. And then within the next few days after hearing this, go have that conversation. Yeah. Be vulnerable and just see what happens? So yeah, or, or better yet, shut off this damn podcast right now and like <laughs> grab your phone and, and you know, hit up the person or plan to meet up or just do, do the thing that's scaring you right now. Cause that, that's a part of vulnerability. I mean, what blocks us from being vulnerable is really just fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the fear of like losing control and not, we don't know how we'll be accepted if we are vulnerable, but like the reality is, is like you never were in control and you <laughs> never will be. So it, it's, it's kind of like this, this ultimate reverent surrender to something greater and just being like, you know, win or lose, I'm going to show up whether I get accepted or not. I need to be vulnerable and I need to be able to be honest with the world and be honest with myself and start to hold myself accountable you know, and, and the same goes for us, you know, Mm -hmm. this challenge goes for us and it's those moments of being vulnerable and having those hard conversations, although it's terrifying, the feeling after is so liberating. It's like this weight is just lifted off your shoulders (laughs) and you're like, wow, I did it. I did it. I had that hard convo. So if you're still listening (laughs) and you haven't shut it off, turn it off, baby. Like right now, this, this is your message. This is the moment. This is the the what's the word that this is the pinnacle this is the pinnacle this is this is the permission this is the impetus (laughs) this is the permission to go and have that conversation right now 
Yeah, like the whole point of podcasts in general, not just ours, but all of them and, and all content and creation in the world is to spark the doers. It's for people to hear something and act upon it. That's what we actually need in the world right now. We have enough little gab, 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 cheater, 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 cheater. People like to talk and it's like, we need love in action. You know, we need people that are actually going to pull the trigger, that are going to have these hard combos, that are going to be vulnerable, not just an expression, you know, hiding behind their phone, but like actually showing up in the world and being vulnerable in action. So if you're feeling that inspired action right now and listening to this, like, Act upon it, you know, mm-hmm. like turn this off and, and follow that spark. That's what this is for. Beautiful. All right. So with that being said, let's dive on to uh, point number three out of the five ways of creating more connection in the world and remembering, which is individuality. Yep. And this might surprise some people, but this is this is the beauty of coming together as one humanity, as one whole, is that each piece is very individual and that's what makes this a beautiful process and there's a quote that says that oneness is not sameness and a lot of times we can get those mixed up but it's understanding that we can all be one we can be connected we can be vulnerable and have that love that bonds us together while at the same time still being individually unique and authentic because we all play a different role that's needed well that you feel it like in in real life like when everybody is being the most authentic version of themselves and stepping into who they really are, then then there's a vulnerability that's created in that. But you also feel like you guys are, are more connected. It's kind of like a team who has different roles. Like they're playing mm-hmm. the individual role perfectly. Because if, yeah. you, if you were all playing the same role, nothing would get done on right. a team project. Mm-hmm. But when everyone's doing their own part perfectly, you can rely on people and like, like think about like a, like a movie set, like the camera director, the producer, the actors themselves, the set designers, the, the everybody, everybody in that team, they're playing their own role, which creates something even better and bigger yeah. in, yeah. in a bigger picture. You know? Yeah. We, you can't create deeper connection by eliminating diversity. Like it's not possible. And I, th- I think sometimes maybe we have that thought that like, oh, we're so divided. Everyone's so different. We have different races and, and creeds and the way we talk, the way we were raised. And it's like we all just need to come together and agree on something. And it's it's not really true. We can all have our different opinions and beliefs and be extremely diverse while still being cohesive. And while still like working together and having that coherence with our hearts mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's funny cause this isn't even in the top five, but like <laughs> love, we're bringing that up a, a lot. And that's, I know that's cliche, but love is kind of the whole, the glue that holds all this together. It love really has no conditions. It has ultimate freedom to express. And so the more we, we know ourselves and can influence ourselves, the more we can then influence others, therefore we can be more vulnerable with others, which allows us to see ourselves in them, and that creates more connection. And it also, it also boosts our self-esteem because as we see other people and their unique talents and how good they are, it also mirrors back to us how good we are at our talents, right? Because their weakness may be our strength. And so there's this ultimate beauty in everything just synergistically, like 
intertwining together, mm-hmm. all very individual, but working as the same one mind. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's beautiful when you can look at yourself and be fully accepting of yourself and loving towards yourself because they, these, all these five things kind of like intertwine with each other. Yeah. Like when you become, when you focus on individuality as well in the broad perspective of becoming one, it's like you become the best version of yourself, which means you're, you're expressing yourself authentically, which is strength. And that leads to vulnerability. And it's like everybody just acts from a place of, of truth and just like understanding that we are all one. Mm-hmm. Once we dive deeper into who we are ourselves, because if everybody was the same person, if you stepped out of line just a little bit, everybody would look at you and be like, Hey, you're, you're weird. Cause we're all the same and you're different. Yeah. So that makes you weird because that makes you different from us. But when everybody's different and there's so many perspectives in different people and they're sharing different things, it's like, it opens up this space for there's, there's no judgment because you can't really judge anything because there's no normal path, path of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I think Uh. it's a, uh, yeah, (laughs) no, you explained it well. And I think it's a very practical concept because it does, it it reminds me of the first breathwork ceremony we went to, right? When they were like, Hey, when you, you might have these surge of emotions that need to be released and this trauma that comes up through this breathwork ceremony. So when that comes up, feel free to express it. And the louder you are, the more you organically express those emotions, it's going to help others to be not so self-conscious about theirs. And within the first five minutes, sure enough, there was this lady, bless her heart, who was just screaming in agony and pain, like releasing all this trauma. And it did like instantaneously your comparison of others or what are they thinking about me? Or am I making weird sounds? It disappears. Like she just crushed that, that ceiling. And so Mm -hmm. when you're different and you just own you in everything, your, your beautiful mess, you just own that whole thing. You just gave someone else permission to do the same. And that, that might be what's crushing that person Mm -hmm. is just the weight of not being able to express. They're just like fucking holding everything in and it's becoming chronic and it's just, they're drowning and if we can just express and be vulnerable and show our individual unique selves, you just never know who that is going to give permission to, to do the same, which will free them. It's, it reminds me of like, you know, the, the high school dance parties that you would go to oh, the, the school dance. Do I remember <laughs> That's the highlight of my life? <laughs> you peaked in high school. I peaked in high school for sure. Uh, when that's go not to the, true. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> When you would go to these dance parties, yeah. right, if you showed up early too, there was a small group of people trying to form a circle and dance and they're all doing their own little movement. Mm. And then there'd be like that one group, or that one guy that we all know that would walk in, go to the center, center of the circle and just like start dancing. Just do his thing. Just do his her thing, thing. Her thing. Go crazy. Like that, that was actually a piece of advice that I, that I got in high school. It was like, go dance as ugly as you can in high school, in, in that group, in that circle. Because it gives permission to everybody yeah. else to like have fun. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I'm not. Like, if he's this weird, I can I can go up yeah. and be this weird, and I'm not going to get judged because yeah. it just creates that safe space. Mm-hmm. But that's only allowed when you're really 
comfortable yeah. with yourself. And permission syndrome is a real thing. Like we just, for whatever, not for whatever reason, because of the way we were programmed and really indoctrinated, we believe, I mean, think about this. We're put through this school system where it's like, hey, stand in a single file line, have a six inch whisper. If you want to speak up, raise your hand. And if I give you permission, you can speak. If you speak without permission, you know, that you know, and that's naughty, like, don't do that. And so we're raised this, our first, you know, 12, 15, 18 years of our life being convinced that we have to get permission to be, to express, to express and to so, talk, to Isn't talk. And so then your, your whole twenties becomes this rigorous, you know, deprogramming from all these indoctrinations and recognizing that damn, I never needed permission in the first place. I can fully authentically be myself, like who I am. And and if you're operating, I have to say this like point, because this is important. If you're operating from your highest self, it's also going to be respectful. It's mm -hmm. not going to hurt other people. It's not going to infringe upon their right to be themselves. That And that's really important because it's, it's not this, I'll just be myself, I'll do whatever the fuck I want and like just wreak havoc. It's like, no, it's being authentically yourself, which is your highest self. Mm -hmm. And the highest self is just full of love. It's full of compassion. So that person is never going to do anything that hurts humanity. Dude, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I love getting glimpses into, into that perspective and mindset of just like that carefree, but you also care. Yeah. You know, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. Man, because you really do feel that love for yourself too, and and yeah. you realize that like the love comes from you to other people, and like yeah. you're not like just like this thing that needs love from somebody else. Yeah. Like you are love, so you're expressing that like from you. Mm -hmm. You have an unlimited source of love to give out to people. Yeah, it's your inner cup. Like as you fill and as you pour into your cup it then overflows mm -hmm. right? as you keep pouring and that overflow is what you give to others, but you can't give from an empty cup. So fill yourself up first, prioritize yourself, get to know who you are, start being vulnerable with yourself. Like yes. that's actually, there's layers to this, but there's like, even before being vulnerable to others into the world, it's like really being honest with yourself hundred percent, and just like admitting it's like, what, what are your faults? Like, what are you hiding from? Like, what do you, I think sometimes a business yeah. where I think back sometimes to business where I was just posing as like a business person out of like ego or certain things, but hiding behind layers of fear of like, I'm not good enough. Mm. Right. So it, it's really doing the work to be honest and vulnerable with yourself and just being like, am I accepting like reality as it is? Or am I like being a little delusional here? Dude, and yeah. you first have to see things how they are like realistically how they are before you can then change them. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we lie to ourselves. Dude, all the time we yeah. lie to ourselves. But if we have that vulnerability with ourselves and the strength with ourselves to fill our cup first, we can bring that full cup to any scenario. Yeah. In business, in relationships, in any sort of interaction that we have, we can bring our full cup yeah. to give to others. And that's that's where the world is leading. You know, it's bringing your full self to somebody else's full self to create another full thing where it's a win, win, win. Yes. Which is number four.
<laughs> Good segue. Thank you. So number four is what we call win-win-win. Moving into this new paradigm of the new earth where it's it's love and compassion and individuality and also oneness. Every decision that we do here on out ought to be a win-win-win. It's a win for you. It's a win for the other person involved. And it's a win for Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. That's important because that's the vessel through which we're leaving. We destroy mm -hmm. Earth, which really isn't possible. But if we destroy Earth, we're destroying ourselves. Because again, we're all one. That includes Mother Earth. That includes Gaia. Like we're all connected. And so moving forward, we have to be in this frequency of abundance. There is no lack. That's an illusion. When you come from a place of scarcity, it invokes fear. It invokes, when you're in scarcity, you're not going to be vulnerable because the very def definition of scarcity is you don't have enough. And if you don't have enough, you don't feel safe, mm -hmm. right? So like there's this need for us to, to transcend this scarcity and get in this abundance frequency because once we're in that, then everybody starts to win. And it's like, I'm not going to do a deal or a transaction or have a conversation that finishes with me storming off and you feeling guilty and me gaslighting you. Like all that shit ends. Or even just like a, hey, you win, I win, but they lose. Yeah. Like, there's so many business deals so. that I've been a part of or that I've seen or that just exist that have the mentality of like, hey, let's bring this to the table. I want to show you something because we can, perfect example <laughs> probably gonna get hate for this but like drop shipping mm. or like e a lot of e-commerce where people just like take an item upsell it and then take the profit who yeah. is that benefiting benefiting besides just that one person yeah like there's nothing and th dude that's a really interesting point because it is a controversial point because from one lens i love e-commerce and like draw it's so genius it's yeah. like you're building brands and spreading consumerism and capitalism throughout the world and you are bettering some lives but it works <laughs> for right now at the phase we're in as yeah. we transcend and we move more to a new earth it's true that transactions have to become transparent uh the outcome of vulnerability like the byproduct of vulnerability is intimacy mm. that's the beauty and when you transcend intimacy, you get into transparency. So there's this leveling up that we see if we're able to actually achieve these things first with ourselves. Mm -hmm. But it starts again at the core, at the root with like on like radical honesty. That seems to be a theme that keeps coming up. Just like radical honesty. And watching the Tony Robbins documentary. Yeah. Like how yeah. radically honest is he with people? Yeah. But like, he's safe enough for them to accept that honesty yes you know because he's just this big man who's saying it how it is mm -hmm. and it's like he doesn't give you a choice to to accept the truth he suffocates all your excuses but he does it with such love that you you know you have to open up because mm -hmm. he's so powerful so you have to open up to him but in the opening up you ultimately do it it's your choice because you know he's going to receive you well 100 and if we can all get to that that's a personal goal for me right now i'm deciding that right now like i i want to be more radically honest in my life mm -hmm. like when it happens right when it happens not later on down the road not when it like i'm thinking of a specific conversation where like it got resolved, but it got resolved because it ended up coming to me instead of me playing on the offense yeah. and just nipping it in the bud. Mm -hmm. And so moving forward, like I commit personally to every conversation, every action, everything I do, being radically honest and candid with people. 
and saying it straight because it will help them in the long run, but doing it with love. That's something I really want to commit to. Dude, it's beautiful. That's yeah. a beautiful perspective on it. And, you know, a lot of people, at least at least for me, um, when I think of all this, I'm like, yeah, being vulnerable is great. And it's like, you know, that's show strength and courage and everything. But what difference is it going to make when we're talking about becoming one as like an entire world? But when you, when you think about it and you'll really feel it, I had a really strong like story about this, I guess, just over the past few years of like with my family, because it all starts mm. there. It starts being honest with yourself and then showing that to your family, not hiding anything. And then it goes into community. your extended family, your community, your friends. And I've, I've have actually been able to notice firsthand how my vulnerability has affected my family and my friends mm. and how close my relationships have gotten with the people in my life. Like the, the connection that we have is like a hundred times more powerful yeah. than it was when I was like hiding things or, you know, yeah. beating around the bush or not saying it how it is. And like one thing that really inspired me was, was David Goggins. He was saying he is so truthful with everything that he does. Like if he tells a lie, just, I don't know, in the moment, you know, slipping and, and tells a lie, he will call them when he remembers that he, that he lied and tell him, Hey, sorry, I lied to you. I'll, this is, this is the truth. Mm. Sorry. I lied to you a few hours ago or a few days ago. Yeah. You know, it's just powerful. And you really, once you start seeing that, how comfortable you are within yourself yeah, and then how that changes and allows space for your family or your friends and family can mean whatever you want. Then it's just, you'll realize how powerful it truly is. Yeah. Truly is. And there's a, a beautiful kind of strategic insight in that, which is that we, we talk a lot about self-worth as a society right now. A lot of people struggle with their own worth, mm -hmm. but the foundation, the root of self-worth is self-trust. You know, your worth comes from being able to trust yourself and love yourself, which also comes from trust. And so the more you keep your word with yourself, the more you trust yourself, the more we lie to ourselves, the more we don't trust ourselves. Therefore, our entire bank of self-worth starts to plummet because we don't, we can't keep our own word. It's just like a friend. If a friend lies to you or like a, a significant other how is your trust then affected? Mm -hmm. You don't trust them as much. So why would we think it's any different with ourselves if we lie to ourselves? So, so many, I, I really think so many people's issues and blockages around self-worth is simply just self-trust. They're not keeping their word with themselves. They're not being radically honest. Like if you're, lis if you're listening to this and you're at a nine to five job right now that you hate, you are being dishonest with yourself. Yeah. You're being completely dishonest. Every part of your body in your soul is saying, I do not like this. This isn't me. And you're staying in it. That is dishonest. And so that is going to affect your self-worth. And so mm -hmm. over time, when we say I'm being drained at this job, that drainage is actual energy leakage leaving our body because our self-worth is being compromised. Compromised. We've been talking about that over the A past lot. couple of days. A There's, lot, dude. When it comes to yourself and your energy, 
compromising your energy, whether that's a little thing like letting that person that we all know stay around a little bit longer than we want them to. Yeah. Or say something that we know we probably should have said something back and told them, Hey, that's not right. Every one of those little decisions impacts you like your job when you don't like it. Totally. You know, cause it's just like you're, you're telling yourself that you don't deserve any better yeah. when, you, when you're letting them that letting them do that to you, you're telling them and yourself cause so they'll know it too, that you don't deserve any better that you'll just like take the heat to yeah. avoid conflict. Yeah. And it's ask yourself why you're doing that and where did yeah. that start? You know, were you, were you raised like that? Or what, what does that stem from? Because when you can take that back and take control and power of just those little scenarios as well, or a big step like quitting the job that you know you should, there it's going to create like a momentous, a momentum flow where you're like, okay, so what else can I change? Yeah. Who else can I talk to? What other conversation can I have? Mm-hmm. And it just leads from there and grows and grows and grows. It reminds me of, I'll have to look up this, this quote real quick, but it, re- it reminds me of like, there's a lot of people that are chronic people pleasers. Yep. And, and that's one of the reasons when we, like you said, when we allow someone to be around us too long, when we should have set a boundary or someone says something we don't like, we don't speak up. It's like, why do we do that? Why, why don't we speak up? Why don't we have a backbone? And for a lot of people, it's because they're chronic people pleasers. Mm-hmm. And the I thought am. of like not being accepted, right? So it's like, I don't want to be confrontational because if I'm confrontational, then I won't be accepted. Yep. And so we shrink ourselves in order to make other people feel better. And those other people are us. <laughs> so we're literally shrinking, minimizing, like constricting ourselves from ourselves from ourselves in order to make this other part of us feel better right but we're draining our cup in the process it's wild dude it it, you know it's really wild and it's 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 sad but i think we're also on the upturn of it i think that things are shifting we're starting to see for me now personally even though I, i commit to being even more radically honest like when i'm vulnerable now it's like it's kind of exhilarating I kind of it actually get too. a high off of it now when there's yeah. that like that anxiety that starts to come in of having a certain conversation. It's kind of like if you reframe it, it, it I don't know. It's an adventure. It's like I don't know how this is going to go, but I know I'm going to be proud of myself. Yep. Dude, and it, that, I love those moments, like the real raw, true moments where you know you're not going to run from it. And it's just yeah. there's because there's so much rawness and life and depth to it. Cause it's just full expression and there's just so much potency within. Isn't that the irony though, is that we're constantly seeking for stimulation, Mm -hmm. but the ultimate potent stimulation is in the rawness. It's in the darkness. It's in the depths. And we're so afraid to go there, but it's the very thing we're seeking. So again, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast and you need to have a conversation apparently that's the theme, like radical honesty, both with yourself and with others, because you know, it's not that life is short. I don't know if I believe life is short because sometimes it can seem very long, but even today, felt just, long. yeah, <laughs> but we just compromise ourselves too much. Yeah. You know, so don't compromise. Like don't sell your soul. 
That's the definition of selling your soul. You know, don't compromise anymore. And a part of what can help us with this is point number five, which is community. All of this, all of this is so much easier with community. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this and you're not a people person, you hate people, you're introvert or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, I, I get it. And solitude is a very important part of the sacred odyssey. It's, it's necessary. But you will hit a point. It's kind of like the African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. And I think we're here to go far. You know, everyone's, not everyone, a lot of people are really burnt out. Yeah. They've gone fast. They've worked hard. They've hustled. And for what? You know, so... We're at that point where we're starting to shift because things haven't worked out quite the way we thought they would. And so now we're looking at it from a new lens. And I believe that new lens requires community. It's recognizing that we are just a member, a part of the whole. Mm -hmm. It's like you- A member of the remembering. A member of the remembering. So like if we're one organism, let's say the body, you may be the kidney, but guess what? A body can't function with just a kidney. Everyone wants to be the heart. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone (laughs) plays a role. And so community, this comes full circle to community. Mm -hmm. As you connect more with yourself, self-awareness, step number one, ultimately in turn it feedback loops all the way through the community because you are the community as well. It's just a bigger version of you. So go into the analogy that you had with the trees because that was Oh yeah, this is a beautiful one. So everyone's familiar with the redwood trees, the redwood forest in Northern California. If you've been up there, it's beautiful. It's massive trees. Like you can't even fit your arms around them. Like some of them are 20 feet wide in circumference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so they were perplexed for a while as they studied kind of the soil and the area around the redwood forest that these trees just never toppled. Like they're, they're big, but when storms would come through, even fires, um, strong winds, like different things that would come through would just not knock down these trees. They were just ever standing. They wouldn't move. And so as they started to study these these trees, what they saw is that as the roots went deep down into the soil, they actually only went a, a few feet down and then they spread out laterally. And they would then, the roots would intertwine and connect with all of the trees around them. So it became this massive network of roots underneath the soil of Every single redwood tree being connected at the roots. And that is why when the storms of life came and as the winds brushed through the redwood forest, these trees were strong because at the roots, they were intertwined as a community. It reminds me of like the Spartans. Yeah. And that totally, what was it called? Like the shields, they would all put together. And it was like a gridlock. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's brilliant. So yeah. And when we, when we were talking about, you know, this analogy with the trees, it's, the, the roots versus the branches, you know, these, these redwood yeah. trees aren't connected at the branches at top level. They're, they're connected at the roots. And so the, the question kind of comes to my mind, we haven't discussed this, but like, what do the roots represent? If we're strong as a community by binding together at the roots, what do the roots represent? Vulnerability within the depths of life, the good and the bad, mm. you know, you can't create a really great relationship bonding over, Beer and football. You can, but it's not. In most cases, it's not going to be as good as helping each other heal. Yeah. You know, the branches are are the the small talk, the the weather, the football, the, hey, how you kids doing? Even those conversations, they're nice. But it's the roots, it's the depth, the vulnerability, the crazy conversations, conversations that you need to have. 
are the conversations that really just bond you together. The campfire conversations. Right. Those are the roots. And understanding that the the roots are anchored in darkness. They're in the soil. They are. They don't see the light of the day. And the soil is where everything blossoms from. It's where all the nutrients are. You know, there's the quote by Carl Jung that says, the branches can't reach to heaven unless the roots reach down to hell. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would agree with you that these roots represent that vulnerability and that willingness to go deeper into the darkness. But it's in that darkness where our most full gifts are accessed. It's where they're hidden. The treasure you seek lies in the cave you fear to enter. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the power of it. It's like if we can reach deeper and deeper and let those roots grow down into that darkness, that's where the soil is. That's where their nutrients are. That's where that's where everything actually happens is in the soil. And the better the roots, the stronger the tree, the better fruit that it produces on the branches. Oh. That you can give to another. (laughs) (laughs) And knowing that like with this whole process of connection and oneness and becoming vulnerable, becoming more radically, radically honest, it does take time. Keep in mind that the fruit is the last thing to grow on the tree. So through this whole process as we're reaching the roots down into the soil then the trunk needs to grow and become strong so that it can then bear the weight of all the branches who can then blossom the beautiful leaves that create oxygen, which then can bear the fruit. So it's a, it's a process of really, because of what we go through at the root, being able to then blossom into our full potential. And that right there, I would say, is the epitome of this whole podcast. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, dude, word. Like it's it's exciting. This is I want people to know who are listening to this that everything we're saying, I realize it will come across as idealistic to a lot of people mm-hmm. and kind of woo-woo, like oneness, we're all the same, but it's so we're doing it right now. We're seeing it happen. We're seeing the world become more vulnerable. And that's because so much corruption is being exposed. So much darkness is being purged to the surface. And so with that darkness we're actually seeing how messed up we all are actually. Mm -hmm. But in that beautiful mess, we're seeing how similar we are. And that's bringing us closer and closer together. And we're all seeing that we actually all want the same thing. It's just covered by layers of fear and trauma. But at the root, we all want the same thing, which is love. And listen, if you're watching or listening to this podcast, you're a part of our community. Yeah. You know, we love you. And we hope that if you don't have necessarily a safe space within your own personal life, that this can be a safe space mm, yeah. for then you to hopefully, you know, grow that safe space within yourself. Yeah. Just a little reminder that you have everything that you need. You're strong enough. Build that safe space yeah. within yourself. I think that's really important because we, I won't share the messages, but we get a decent amount of messages actually on Instagram from, from people who message us out of the blue and are like, Hey, like I just found your podcast, perfect timing. I'm really struggling with X, Y, and Z. Like Dude, we will get these messages every week and comments people and, and comments too of people that just open up and it's so, it's like a proud moment. 
of like, it makes me want to express more. Yeah. It makes me want to be more vulnerable. So piggybacking off what you just said, if there's anyone listening to this that doesn't have an ear that will listen to them, dude, shoot us a message, please. Please send us a message. Like we're all about that. Like we mm-hmm. want this to be a safe space where people can come and open up and be their full selves. No shame, no guilt, no, nothing but love. Dude, it goes back to our first episode saying this is a safe space for any conversation, any person, any emotion, any topic. Yeah. It's all welcome here. It's all welcome here. So if you sent us a message, commented, or even just thought about wanting to be more vulnerable because, you know, of these conversations, you know, thank you. Thank yourself because that's what's going to be the the tipping point into healing yourself, your family, the community, and then eventually the whole world and becoming one again. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Sacred Odyssey. We appreciate you so much. We send you so much love and good vibes as we all embark upon this Sacred Odyssey together. Um, And until next time, be radically honest. And go have that tough conversation. (laughs) See you, everybody. (laughs) Peace. Peace. (laughs)